friends, welcome to episode 3. This week I'm going to be talking about a very hot topic, which is herbalism for children. I've currently been getting a lot of questions in my consultations about what kind of herbs you should give your children, and I always like to start out with the basic definition of an herb, in my opinion anyways, and I like to say that an herb is basically edible vegetation. Think about it. All the culinary herbs in our kitchen are completely safe for children, if we're using the correct dosage. Dosage, that's the magic word here. Most herbs that are safe for adults are also safe for kids, as long as you're using the correct dosage. And I really, really encourage you to do a spot allergy test where you make a tea of the herb that you plan to use for your child, rub it on the inside of their arm, and wait 24 hours. If they have a reaction, even a dermal irritant, I would not use the herb However, if no reaction occurs, then I would say go ahead and use the herb for your child. I'm sure we all know about this first herb I'm going to talk about as it was a staple in my household and in most people that I know, but chamomile is the number one herb that I recommend for your children. It's very calming, however, if your child has any ragweed allergy, do not use chamomile. Chamomile is part of the ragweed family. I tend to recommend a chamomile tea, especially for babies at the end of the day, at the end of um, teething, to help them really relax and have a good night's rest. But I know a lot of people out there love their essential oils, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, I do recommend if you're going to use an essential oil, use Roman chamomile for diffusing and use German chamomile for topical applications like if you're going to be making a salve or a body oil. The next herb I want to talk about will be dill and it is a digestive aid also known as yerba de eneldo and it's wonderful for babies who have colic and relieving gas in infants and babies as well. It's a very popular culinary herb, so if you can sneak it into your diet, I definitely recommend doing so. It would help everybody in the family, not just babies. Next on my recommendations list would be fennel, also a digestive aid, also known as hinojo, and it is an acid neutralizer. Now that's what sets it apart from dill, that is also a digestive aid. Fennel tends to regulate the appetite and it really is wonderful and soothing for nursing moms. And for nursing moms, I really recommend drinking the tea. Fennel essential oil, that's a different story. One of my absolute favorite Ayurvedic herbs is Tulsi. And this herb is used for so many different things. Of course, I'm gonna add it to my list of recommended herbs for children. It is great for skin irritations. It has a lot of vitamin K, which is very necessary for a child. And it is wonderful for headaches and fevers. Of course, we all have aloe vera, and we should all keep that on hand for burns, bruises, cuts, but a lot of people don't realize that aloe vera is also a laxative. So if your child is having digestive issues and having problems using the restroom, I would recommend aloe vera. It's a very natural, and if you use the correct dosage, it cannot be too terrible of a laxative for a child. One of the last herbs I want to talk about is lemon balm. Now this is something you can find at just about any grocery store or natural food store. 
Lemon balm is wonderful at night and it helps to regulate sleep. It's an antiviral. It's something that you really want to incorporate into your child's diet from a young age and especially in the winter to keep off all those viruses and keep them healthy and ready for school. Now I know it may be difficult to get your children to drink herbal teas so I would recommend natural sweeteners. Natural sweeteners that I like to recommend would be agave nectar, date sugar, and occasionally honey, but I like to stay away from that because of Ayurvedic principles and of course taking into consideration the child's age. Some easy ways to incorporate herbs into a child's diet would be um, of course like I mentioned culinary herbs and putting it into their meals and I especially like this one tea time. A lot of kids would love to have tea time, a tea party, and just making it very simple for them. If they like peppermint tea and only peppermint tea, then have that for tea time. I think tea time makes a wonderful bonding time and a sharing time for you guys to have a conversation and to really introduce the herbal properties. One of my favorite times to have tea is after dinner, as it helps you to digest one of the biggest meals in your day. Of course, using herbs in their bath, which is wonderful and soothing, and including it into salves, creams, etc. for the topical application. Using essential oils with caution when needed, and gardening for older kids are really easy ways to get herbs and plant medicine into a child's daily routine. Transitioning into essential oils, which is another hot topic for herbal medicine for children, and of course, I don't mean to offend anybody, so if you use doTERRA, Young Living, Rocky Mountain, whatever brand of essential oils you choose to use, that's your business, and I'm just simply giving advice. Take what works for you and leave the rest here. My number one recommendation would be not to use essential oils for topical application before the age of two years old unless it is absolutely necessary. Diffusion, of course, is acceptable at six months or older, and that is out-of-the-room diffusion, if you know what that is. Essential oils containing high levels of cineal, such as eucalyptus and cardamom, should be avoided. Highly sensitizing essential oils, such as lemongrass, oregano, peppermint, and clove are a no-no until age 12 and over, and sensitization occurs with overuse. If you don't know what that is, I recommend you look it up and do a little research about sensitization. Lastly, wintergreen and birch should never be used, especially for children under the age of 12, and none of the essential oils should be applied neat. Now, there is a reason for that, and I totally understand that doTERRA and Young Living have classes for you to take, and they're making experts out of everybody. However, this is just some really basic essential oil advice. I'll never try and sell you an essential oil. I'm just stating some of the facts. So, as I said before, leave whatever doesn't work for you here and take what works for you and use that in your home. As you know, I like to end every podcast episode with a 
pulling a card or a specific crystal, but this time I want to use a quote. And one of my favorite quotes is, why try to explain miracles to your kids when you can just have them plant a garden? For me, this makes me think of my nieces and nephews, and I thought about them through this whole episode, thinking how eager they are to learn new things and happy they are to be outside. So why not start teaching them how to support their bodies at a young age? Maybe I'm getting spring fever and gardening has been on my mind a lot lately, but I really encourage you this summer to start incorporating gardening as a type of introduction of herbal medicine and herbal use to your children, regardless of their age. One of my favorite books that I want to recommend to you before I go is Herbal Remedies for Children's Health by the godmother of herbalism, Rosemary Gladstar. I know a lot of herbalists who have this book on their shelf and for me, it gets used immensely. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of my podcast. Please visit my Instagram for more tips about holistic health and wellness or visit my website at www.mannerholistico.com. Also, be on the lookout for my newest blogs in the Stay in the Loop section on my website. If you liked this episode about herbalism for children, please check out my last blog post called Bach Flowers for Kiddos. I posted that about vibrational medicine, and it's a really good insight about how to support children's emotional well-being. If you guys are not subscribed to my newsletter, please subscribe. You won't want to miss the next newsletter that's coming out in February 2021. Till next time. The information in this podcast should not be a substitute for medical attention when it's necessary. None of what is said should be used to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical conditions. Brianna Martinez at Manor Holistico is not affiliated with any of the products mentioned unless stated otherwise per episode. Mm -hmm.